taste sweeter in this town Could it be it's the same as the last? I swear I've seen your face elsewhere before Just as familiar as a bottle and a glass Head darling, sleeping on the black top Head darling, running through the trees, honey Head darling, leaving for the next town Listen, my set sketches up with me Welcome back, everybody, to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. We are on episode 17. I am Shane Poor here with Christian Gardner. Howdy, howdy. And we're just going to dive right into this one. We are on schedule. Everything's going good. For once. For once. Wow. I think it's just because we recorded two last time we were here. Yeah, so that's it. That helped a whole lot. But yeah. uh, Avery County has made the top headline in the whitetail world in the past two weeks since yeah, we last in the recorded. world. Yeah. Since we last recorded a podcast, yeah, I'm sure anybody listening to this is probably probably already knows what we're talking about. If you haven't seen it, you're hiding under a rock. Yeah, you gotta be. I mean, because it, it it shook the whole. Yeah, country. Avery County's got more attention from this than it has anything, and that I can ever remember that I know of. And I've always I don't talked know. Aside from uh, uh, Lee getting the. Uh, medal from trump yeah getting the award from trump Other yeah that, that was our that's probably it yeah that was the chief deputy for the sheriff's department but if you don't know what we're talking about there was a mega giant killed only four miles we looked it up on on x yeah from right where we sit it's four miles you're kidding no as a crow flies it's four miles you know that deer traveled around oh yeah well from where i hunt over on one of my other farms? Yeah, that's was, close. It was less than three. Yeah. I was like, wow. God, could you I mean, imagine? I, well, I would have died. I would have, like, if I would have been looking right. at my Tacticam pictures one night and saw that, I may uh, have passed out. Yeah. Like, And just so everybody knows what we're talking about, because we really haven't explained <laughs> No, we it. haven't explained We're still it. drooling over it, and this has been, <laughs> December 7th is when this happened. Today's December 22nd. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. This is our Christmas episode. This is our Christmas episode. Ho, ho, yeah. ho. We're talking about one of the reindeer dying. Yeah. Holy one crap. One of the massive reindeer dying. So you don't know what we're talking about. Get on Appalachian Holler Hunters or whatever. You can look, about look at anything hunting right now and find it. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be everywhere by the first of the year. Yeah. It's going to be in every magazine, every... It's already in every hunting article online you can find nearly. Okay. Let's tell what it is. It is a 23 point giant non-typical non-typical white-tailed deer white-tailed deer and it was killed by a friend of the show his name is vince clark vincent clark everybody calls him vince yep um his dad actually lives less than a mile away from right here where we're recording in the mountain outfitter studio and they have been on this deer for three years that i know of at least i mean they have been targeting this deer that deer was there before then because right i haven't heard an official age on that deer but i'm guessing seven to eight it's it's about that old it didn't have many teeth yeah in its head. so but when we say a mega giant this was an absolute yeah. so hopefully beast. by now you've looked up a picture of it know what we're talking about so now we're up to date 200 plus 200 inch plus deer they're ha- they, this deer has been green scored yep uh, by the guy who does the official scoring at Dixie Deer Classic. But for whatever reason, it's being kept hush-hush. Like, we don't even know. I think there's only like two or three people that knows at all. Yeah, and, and if you read the articles, they're saying potentially breaking a state record. It's not there. I don't think it's I there. think they're, they're misinformed about what... Because it's being scored as a non-typical right. deer. Which it has to be. If this deer was scored typical, right. it, it would score it would 170 inches. So much. Yeah. 
But it's being scored as a non-typical deer, and the non-typical record for North is Carolina is two twenty-eight, two twenty-eight, two twenty-eight something. There, I'm sure there's a, a fraction there, but I don't know exactly what it is. Yeah, he he won't make that, but he'll make top no. five easy. Oh yeah, easy top. Five. Uh, he would. Uh, well, put it this way: Buckmasters called wanting to score this deer and stuff, and they said it would break their, it would have their record, the North Carolina Buckmasters record. Right. I guess sure. they haven't scored the Boone and Crockett deer mm. record, but regardless. Mm. An absolute mega giant. It's humongous. And yeah. I got to see it in person. I want to take pictures of it. And it is insane. I was hoping Matthew could be on this podcast because I was hoping we could talk about it because he got to see it in person. Yeah. And yeah. it's, the, I'll be honest with you, any kind of trophy photo you take, when you pose an animal, it's going to look a little better in the photo. Normally, yeah. for yeah. the most part. Yeah. You know, just how it is. Naturally, yeah. unless you sit in front of the animal, it's going to look a little better than what it is. Yeah. Naturally. That's how lenses work. But the photos don't do this deer justice. It really don't. Well, and just the mass measurements is what got me. Yes. One side measured eight and a half inches in circumference. The other side measured seven and a half. Yeah. It's insane. And drop tines. And yeah. just trash Kick everywhere. Because, I mean, he scored as a mainframe nine point, didn't he? Uh, I think it's a mainframe eight. Mainframe eight. I think what it scored as. I think they done it as a mainframe nine because that on that right side oh yeah, yeah 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 they stopped the beam where the break off was and yeah it did break off the end of its beam yeah so it could have been it, bigger than what it yeah, is it probably lost four or five inches right there yeah and then its body was body was to match it weighed 200 even when they weighed it <clears> but it had lost a ton of weight yeah it those. had been run down from running does a lot i mean you could pick your skin up on it and you could kind of tell yeah he was run down yeah i mean he wasn't no fat deer by no means but he was He's just, an old dude. Just a big, big old North Carolina giant. All right. And yeah. I want to hit on this because this is something that, so put it this way. The day it happened, the morning it happened, I had found out from somebody at a local local uh, gas station in the mm-hmm. county. And uh, I, long story short, Walker had called and said, hey, can you come take pictures of a deer? I said, yeah. I mean, probably I'm kind of working right now. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. He said, he sent me a picture of it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll be there. Let's. How can we do this? <laughs> and uh, we got pictures of it and such. And no more than I get the photos took of it, phone calls started ringing in. Yeah. Uh, Carolina Outdoor Magazine called. Like, it's crazy to know how a deer like that spreads. Like yeah, the how word fast of a deer. the word travels. I mean, it went to everywhere. I mean, different shows were calling, different different high-end names of the company or the hunting world were calling yeah big name personalities were calling yeah. north american whitetail magazine call and it's just been crazy yeah to yeah. know the people that's called i mean you'll see you go look in any magazine any hunting magazine right now you'll probably see it except for uh bow hunter magazine they actually called though was the funny part <laughs> but it was killed with a seven mag so <laughs> yeah i got to tell that well, conversation because they called i said hey this is so and so with bow hunter magazine i think it's bow hunters yeah magazine. and uh asked who it was asked about the deer and they said uh well was it was shot with a bow right i said well no it was shot with a seven mag they said oh i mean you could like sense all their excitement just completely hit the floor yeah like, it was ah, gone oh <laughs> i mean it was kind of embarrassing almost like it was just so like did like this deer this this deer that like it was this wow that's awesome was it killed with a bow no 
<laughs> it was such well, a letdown for those guys. Yeah, and it, it probably, it's not to take anything away from the deer or take it, no. anything away from the kill. It's just they can't use it. Right. They just, they personally, like I say, can't use it in their magazine. Yeah, and but that would have been a something that sells for them. God, I mean, when you've got a picture it, of that deer, it sells. It sells yeah. magazines. It sells subscriptions and stuff like that. And Yeah. So, I mean, I understand they're them being upset yeah and just to clarify for everybody uh explain why everybody's calling you instead of calling the man that killed the deer well long story short uh when we went to take pictures of the deer all they had was a couple cell phone pictures yeah and those really didn't do the deer justice no. i mean at all i got one of the cell there phone a- pictures that early that morning probably about the same time you did yeah and it just i was like who took this picture this is awful like, like that's a monster and that's a terrible picture right like it's just one of those are like this type of deer you don't want to let a cell phone picture go no and once i once walker asked if i could do the pictures walker is was vince's stepson yeah at one time and uh that's how they know each other that's why he got in contact with me they're still in good whatever yeah anyways uh they said asked if i could do the pictures of it and I've got a pretty good amount of experience taking pictures of deer and stuff now. Yeah. And so I was almost begging if we could get pictures of it. Yeah. And once we got over there and got the photos, took of the deer, I asked him, I said, hey, I said, this, this, and this, these people are calling, wanting to know if they can put it in their magazines. Are you good with that? And long story short, he kind of didn't want to have to deal with the aggravation of it, which I get. Now, specifically, I get it. <laughs> because he's like, yeah, if you could just handle it for me kindly that's kind of how it went down yeah recorded him on video telling having him tell the story of the deer while he was sitting with it yeah and i took and jotted down everything that he said talking about the story as well yeah because naturally when a camera's not on you you're going to be able to naturally tell the story a little better without the pressure on you yeah yeah and you want to get all the details correct on something like this because with a deer this size and all of the publicity and for lack of a better word, fame that comes with it, it comes with way more scrutiny than I could have ever imagined. Yeah. We have been taking a raping because of this Yeah, literally. Like, us personally, as the holler hunters, have been taking a beating. And, I mean, we we kind of volunteered to be the spokespeople for this deer. Right, because we were the first people to post about it. Well, and we wanted to get the story out. I mean, when something like this happens, it's it's a monumental achievement, not only for the hunter, but for the area. Right. Because that's something that a lot of people thought is not possible in this area. Yeah. Well, put it this way. We posted it to Facebook. Yep. The same evening, or the same day. And the amount of, it's bad, but the amount of negative comments towards it, just jealousy and, and greed, kindly. Yep was insane it's and, nuts and i hate that for the hunting industry because we've already discussed we just said this on the last podcast and i got completely riled up about yeah, it yeah yeah but it sucks no there's so much greed and, and jealousy when it comes to this i was i'll put it this way when i seen that deer in, in person i don't think i've ever been happier to see a, a, a deer been harvested yeah it completely blew my mind i don't think i'd smile that hard well you don't just about anything. something like that coming anywhere except for on a farm or something like that. Right, I mean, in a pen or something. Yeah. Not and, uh, oh, my God, the number of high-fence deer, red yeah. flags. That's not real. That's not yeah. real. I smell an outfitter. Yeah, I smell an outfitter. Illinois, yeah. Hell, we've been accused of doing everything in the dang world. You name it, we've been accused of it And for that deer. Whatever. I mean, I'm sure anybody that listens to this podcast already knows this. We're not an outfitter. No. We don't profit off of this <laughs> at all. <laughs> about say ever since then, we get at least a message a day asking, hey, do y'all have any spots left? 
like wanting to like wanting to come deer hunt our stuff because we're an outfitter or something. We're not. We're not an outfitter. We're a bunch of rednecks that have access right. to God's country. God's country and <laughs> some decent equipment to get our word out there and just show off kind of what we do. Yeah. But I mean, it just it's it's, it's insane. It's been rough. It really has. And then we do. I want to clarify this for anybody that might listen to this and saw these pictures. We do what NASCAR calls a hat dance. When we oh, yeah. kill a deer, we have sponsors, and I put this on our on our post for everyone to read, but yep. of course nobody's going to read it. No. We, doing what we do, the show, the podcast and stuff, it takes money. Yep. 99.9% of it come right out of our pocket. Yeah. We have some good sponsors. Really good sponsors. That have kind of jumped in and starting to help us out with this stuff. and So any chance they help us, we're going to jump back well, 110% exact- better yeah. and help them out. Exactly. We're going to do anything we can to help promote their brands because this is stuff we use, stuff we believe in. Right. So when we kill a deer, and if you will look, we've done it with every deer we've killed this year. Yep. We take pictures with every one of our sponsors' hats on it. Yep. And then we will send them those pictures, and they can use it however they see fit. Right. We done this with his deer, and you posted... It never got noticed until his deer. Until his deer. We've done it with every deer this year. We posted multiple angles and stuff, and people's like, it's fake because he's wearing a different hat. Look at that. He's wearing a different hat. Look, his hat was photoshopped on his head. I'm well, like, you can see what? a house in this picture, not in that picture. I'm like, yeah. it's from a different angle. It's in a different place. It's it's not. It's the, it's the same yeah. damn yard. Yeah. It's been a complete harassment, really. Almost. And it just makes me laugh. I mean, there's a difference in petty jealousy and antler envy. I mean, I have right. antler envy. Yeah. If you don't look at that deer and have a little bit of antler envy. Something's wrong with you. Yeah, there's something wrong with you. You if can't you tell me you haven't looked at this deer and thought, damn. Damn, I wish I killed I could have shot that deer. Yeah. Something's wrong with you. Something's You're not a deer hunter, if that's the case. But that petty jealousy is what kills me. Right. It's, it's insane. And that's what we have talked about on here before that can tear the hunting community apart. We're not going to jump back right. into that. Yeah, that's that's another story gonna, for another podcast. Yeah, we're not going to let that bring so, down the glory of this deer. This no. deer is an absolute it's giant. awesome. And he has been more than kind to yes. let us use it. Yes. He's very, very humble. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing about it is he, he's... He's so laid back about it. Yeah. Man, If it, the deer is the one that deserves the credit. Yeah. That's the one. That's what deserves the credit here. That's what needs to be showed off. And I respect that. Heck yeah. And Heck yeah. And that's what you get with Vince. And that's why he's like, hey, just kind of handle it. Like, yeah. Here you go. He didn't want the headache of dealing with it. And, and it's definitely kind of been that. I think I've got. But it's so it's, worth it. It's so worth it. It's because so awesome to see your small town that shouldn't produce deer like that do the just that yep and make headlines well that's and probably won't ever happen again i hate to say it but not not saying it won't but odds are pretty slim that's the second deer over 200 inches that i know have come out of this county and the first deer did not get publicized at all at all you gotta fill me in i'm i'm kind of close oh there's another one that come from real close to where sam lives uh oh oh i think i know what you're talking about that I was think. killed legally with the right, right and it went over 200 inches i think i know what and you're talking about. this guy that killed this deer has killed three other deer over 200 inches yeah out in the midwest yeah i think it scored like 203 or something yeah. like that but, but like it, you say as a typical 
but it doesn't happen very often. No, I think I think the only picture I've even seen of that deer was a trail camera picture, the one you're talking about. I don't think I ever actually saw the picture of where he actually was with it. I saw it uh, with him sitting behind it, and I begged him to send me that picture, and he's like, "Ah, I'll send it to you sometime. Sometime right. I ain't got here yet, but yeah, just absolute giant, but." It was nothing compared to Vince's deer. It, it's yep. insane. Yeah, Vince's deer is crazy. 23 scorable points. I think scorable it had points, yeah. a couple more than that. Yeah, but they've got to be over an inch long to be scorable. So. Right, and it had stuff all over it. I mean, you yeah, I mean, it had trash everywhere. It's crazy. It yeah. had tines going every way but the right way, I think. <laughs> and it, it really was just, did. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, we can sit here and drool about it all day. Just no amount, There's no amount of words we can sit here and say and describe to you, tell you how awesome this deer is, yeah. other than just look at the picture and just go to the Holler Hunters. Just think about it. <laughs> North Carolina Sportsman, it'll be... Outdoor Life Magazine, Outdoor Life, North American yeah. White Magazine, Field It's going to be everywhere. Yeah, it's come January. I'm, I don't think it'll be in everybody's magazine. Rack Magazine. It's definitely... It's definitely on their websites yeah but there's only a handful that's got enough information to make it an actual story on their magazine yeah yeah uh, but it's 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 awesome and just go on there anywhere and read the story we won't have to get we won't dig into the whole how it happened where it happened but it was a public land buck we can say that much i mean he killed it on private he but killed on private but it's it was, a section of private that's completely surrounded by right national forest i mean and we know people's land. been hunting this deer yeah Oh, yeah. There's been others hunting. And that's kind of, I'm not going to want to get into that, kind of the the actual, not the information, but the the uh, interesting facts around this deer. We talk about how that type of deer don't get produced around here, but why? People don't realize the food source here in the mountains is nothing. Yeah, it's very compared limited. Compared to most places. And I want to say this, too. One of the news, are, well, it's actually our local paper had put in there that... I had said there's not many deer here. I got jumped about that the other day. Yeah, you I told think me I told about you. that. Yeah, some guy was like, what kind of bullshit is that? There ain't no deer here. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't say that. I don't know how the words got crossed. Cell reception here sucks, so maybe that was it. Whatever it was. Yeah. The, the quote said, yeah, there's not many deer here, much less a big deer. What I said, what I want to say now even, is there's deer here. But deer of that stature is not, and it's mainly because <clears throat> the food source here. If you go towards, I ain't going to say the coast, not the beach, but the Piedmont region of the state where there's farms. Yeah, where there's fields, agriculture. Tons of agriculture. Where we hunted for strutmasters. Right. But even down there, those deer don't get to that size because there's so many. Right. You have to have all the right circumstances to make a deer grow to 200 inches. Right. Places you, like Guilford County, Brunswick County, those counties Pearson that have... County that have big agriculture like they do, yeah. that's where you would imagine seeing a deer like that because deer can get that big. But There's, even down there, they don't kill 200 inches. No. I mean, it's very rare. Right. If you, I don't care where you go. If you go to freaking southern Iowa, right. a 200-inch deer is not a common thing. No, it it's is not. very rare. I mean, you have a few guys like Mark Drury right. that can kill a 200-inch deer every couple of years. Right. Lee Lukoski. Every yep. couple of years, he'll get a 200-inch deer. I think he's killed three right. or something like that. But you're talking about guys that have unlimited resources. Yep. They live in the best deer hunting states Deer possible. hunting. Well, the genetics are there. And the genetics. The nutrients. Everything the nutrients in the soil there for them. are there. The food is there. The pressure is low. I mean, you've got to have all of these factors 
to grow a deer like that, and right. none of them are here. No. You know I what mean, the food source is here, people that's listening? Rhododendron. Laurel. Yeah. People around here call it laurel. They yep. eat laurel leaves. Yep. I mean, this year, thankfully, we had a, not thankfully, it ruined the hunting, but <laughs> we had a, a ton crop. of acorn crop. Yeah, but on that public land, if there's not acorns, the deer don't have anything to eat down no, there. There's no fields, there's nothing. It's just big woods yeah. and thickets It's all it is. Briars and laurels. Yep. That's what they have to eat. And, and the timber's so big in there, there's not a lot of browse. There's not a lot of low-level browse. Because I know what people are thinking, well, there can be high nutrition value in low-level browse. There's not low-level no, browse there. there's not. Now, those guys that have access to that private land right in there, there's probably, what, 20, 30 parcels right there? Yeah. Now, they feed the crap out of those deer. Right, but this deer wasn't but, going to corn piles. Uh, he was last year and year before. Not much. Not uh, enough. Not to theirs. I've seen other pictures. Not much, though, was he? Uh, yeah. Year before last, he was very, what, very. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he was very active. But still, it just. But even, even then, put it this way. Look at how many deer that Shane's had this year coming to corn all year long. Yeah. And they can feed on corn like that for four years and still not really get to that stature without the genetics and everything well, else. Well, that's the thing. It's it, it boils down to their genetic makeup. Right. I mean, you're not going to make somebody that can run a four two forty or whatever if they're not just genetically an athlete. Right. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Right. Um, what God give you from the beginning has a whole lot to do yeah. with what your potential is. Everybody's right. got a ceiling. Right. That deer ceiling was just really high, and he reached yeah. it. He got every bit of yeah. it. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that deer getting any bigger than what it was. He's uh, he's he's phenomenal. Yeah. It's an awesome deer. Yeah, he looked, and promise, he was he killed like a, at his. If he wasn't bigger last year, he was killed at his bigger biggest point because he would have been going downhill from here. He had to have. Yeah, I mean, at that age, he would have been going downhill, and a buck once it reaches that age, it gets kind of careless and it's more apt to make a mistake because it knows yeah. that it's the king of the forest, and I mean, right. It's the big thing there. Dude, it's crazy to think. I'd like to see what fought that deer. Its ears were tore all to pieces. Oh, yeah. Like, its ears were looked like they'd been completely just shredded. Yeah. It's just ears were just hanging in different well, directions. you got to think that deer's spent the A last seven years fighting... Everything. Every other deer there because the guys that live down there will tell you, yeah, they can get a big deer down there every once in a while. Vince's dad killed a beautiful mainframe 12 down there. 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, there's a, a monster gets killed down there. I'm pretty sure that Vince's girlfriend killed a good deer down there this year. Her fiance yeah. or whatever. Yeah. She killed a... Yeah. But it was just an odd year for them. Right. Every year, there's not big deer down there. Right. And he'll tell you, that wasn't the deer he was technically hunting for. He was hunting for another deer in there, and that just happened to be the one that come out they yep. knew it was in the area somewhere but they weren't expecting him yeah. to show up that day yeah and like year before last i had people coming in here showing me pictures of that deer it was the same deer a lot of pictures of that deer yeah and multiple people and then last year there were a few people with pictures of that deer but not near as much as the year before ah uh. and we still knew he was around because year before was when they found the sheds off of yeah him. yep but there was a ton of people that had pictures of him. And then last year, there were only a handful that had pictures of him. Yeah. Then this year, nothing. It yeah. has been dead silent. 
which tells me either that deer went public land and stayed back in the thicket, or everybody done a really good job of keeping their damn mouth shut this year. Yeah. I mean, because two years ago, hell, they couldn't keep their mouth shut about it. I mean, he was a monster. Yeah. He was a 160, 170-inch deer. Right. And, I mean, there were pictures, because like we've said before, this place is like a beauty shop for rednecks. Yeah. They come in here, and I get to see everything. I get to hear everything. And they were coming in here showing us pictures left, right, and sideways. And, I mean, multiple different people. You won't believe this. Don't tell nobody I got this on camera. Oh, yeah. And then they'd show me a picture, and then a week later, here comes somebody else. Hey, man, you got to see this deer I've got on camera. Don't tell nobody about this. And it's the same deer. And I'm like, y'all don't know it, but y'all are all over each other hunting the same deer. But, yeah, this year, whoever had it on camera was able to keep it quiet. And there have been a couple of guys come out. After he died, saying, "Yeah, I had yeah, him. I had him on camera a little right. bit. I knew he was there." Right. It's but, funny. Speaking of, there's been people completely lie and say, "Like, yeah, I had a picture of this in this state. He killed it in this state." I had one guy say, "Yeah, he killed it in Iredell County. Wow. Even on my property all year." I'm yeah. Like, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. That deer took a road trip. Yeah, yeah. Hopped on a bus. He come up to Avery County to buy a Christmas went, tree. Yeah, and go skiing a little while. Yeah. <laughs> god it just like i say there's nothing there's no words out there that'll describe how good that deer is yeah the picture don't do it justice only thing we can tell you is go look at it in person it's gonna be dixie deer classic in march february when do they do that that's a good question i don't remember now maybe it's january somewhere in the early months of 2022 you can go see this deer in person at the dixie deer classic in raleigh raleigh north North Carolina. carolina We will be there, and we will be there in Square. And we're kind of paused as he looks up the information. We to will be, be there for sure. in Square, huh? In Square and Square in Square Root. What What do you mean by that? I don't know. I'm just kind of bullshitting while you look. You're up. waiting for me to get a day. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. sitting there waiting, coming up with stuff as I go. March the fourth through the sixth. Aha! I was trying to see if they had a picture of it on the website yet. They don't. Tom Miranda will be there. Roger Raglan will be there. And Don Higgins will be there. I thought Campbell was going to be there. Kip. They don't have him on the website. Dang, did he back out? Well, t- uh, t- uh, Tyler Jordan was supposed to be there. And I, and I took him off. usually there. Yeah, but he ain't on there. He ain't going down there this year. Mm-mm. Dang. Hope he goes to Strutmasters. He's going to Strutmasters, I'm sure. I hope. I hope so too. We had a good time. <clears throat> Which we'll get into that in just a minute. Yeah, we'll get that in towards the end of this. Well, we got we got a ton of stuff to tell you. Just you got to wait till the end to hear it. Yep, yep. Cool news stuff we're doing. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. How far are we into this baby? Um, about fifteen minutes. We're about ten minutes away from scheduling an eye doctor's appointment for some glasses because I can't see that far away. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to take this opportunity to go into our first break, and we will be back shortly. We got plenty more to talk about, but we'll be back shortly with the Back Forty Skull Sessions podcast. This segment of the Back Forty Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Realtree, the official camo pattern of the Appalachian holler hunters. Be sure and check out Realtree's newest pattern, Realtree Timber, to stay concealed all season long. Hey, boy, you got your bow set up for this year? Uh, not really, not yet. Well, what broadhead do you plan on using? I, I haven't figured it out yet. You really need to go check out NAP Broadheads. They've got a line of new broadheads out, including the new DK4, and then my personal favorite is the Spitfire Double Cross. Oh, really? Ain't the DK4 like the mix between a mechanical and a fixed broadhead? It sure is, and it's like throwing a hatchet through the side of a deer. 
you're going to have blood trails that look like you've sprayed them with a water hose. That's what I'm talking about. If that's the case, I think I'm going to go with one of those. Go check them out. Here in the Appalachian Mountains, we are subject to some of the most drastic climate changes anywhere in the country. Whether it's hotter than blue blazes in the summertime or colder than a froze toad rooster in the wintertime, Carhartt has you covered from head to toe. Visit Carhartt.com and see why they are the official apparel company of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Alright guys, we're back here with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. Took us a little break there and we're going to roll right into the next thing. So... Nice. Very nice. I was going to bring you in to start talking here, but go oh, ahead and crap. take you a drink. So, <sighs> yeah, that was annoying. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, we could cut it, but we won't. We won't. We won't. Why would we do that? So, you've had a pretty good uh, last week and a half. You've been in the woods outside of the Appalachian Mountains a little bit. We've both been in the woods yeah. outside of the mountains. Yeah, we both have. Let's uh, go into where you've been for the last week. Uh, Well, this week, second season bear season opened back up in western north carolina yeah let's jump back before that the week before that we were at the coast north carolina bear at the coast didn't really go like we wanted it to uh, their previous trips down there was pretty good they've yep. had a lot of luck down there andrew killed a 500 pounder the week before yeah and uh really good bear there's more bear down there like that but this trip wasn't as successful bear hunting was yeah um we went to hunt friday and saturday saturday got down there on thursday went and squirrel hunt a little bit didn't have much luck it's real swampy down yeah. there there's not there's squirrels there but you got to get in the right spots and for the short amount of time we were squirrel hunting didn't have much to work with went fishing and killed it fishing yeah the fit this bear hunting trip easily turned into a fishing trip <laughs> i told him said if i don't even get if i don't get to hunt when we go back yeah. That's fine. I'm going to fish from a day, from daylight to dark. I mean, I've had a ball fishing. What were you fishing for? Anything I'd bite. Freshwater or saltwater? Saltwater. Saltwater? Yeah. We were fishing like in a like a mouth, a mouth of where it goes into the ocean. Yeah. Like you can, where you're sitting, you literally look into the ocean. Nice. And uh, <clears throat> every, there's all kinds of stuff biting. I don't, I'll put it this way, and I've said this in the video, I don't know nothing about saltwater fishing. Zero. Zip. Nothing. All I know about saltwater fishing is everything in there has teeth. Big teeth. Yes, it does. Damn good teeth. Everything. I yep. got my thumb cut off. Oh, yeah. You don't stick your finger in the mouth of a saltwater fish. I did, and a fin got me. Because they got teeth and they <laughs> got sharp fins and everything. Yep. Prickly little friggers. But uh-huh. anyways. Well, you think everything in there got teeth, too, so yeah, they're either trying to eat something or they're trying to keep from getting eat. So Right. So, I don't know. We caught everything from uh, Virginia mullet. Learned that Virginia mullet's the actual, the white fish you get in a restaurant. Yeah. That's what that is, apparently. Cool. Caught a bunch of those, but it has to be so big for you to keep them and stuff, yeah, you know. Yeah, And uh, caught a couple of those puffer fish. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's really good eating. He's actually talking to some people. Well, actually, Joe was telling me, he's like, you, they've got two like tenderloins or something in them, like two little strips of meat in them. Huh. That's super good. Like really tender. Had that. Caught those. Uh, black drum. I think I already said that. Nope. You didn't. Caught black drum. Got a really big black drum. Yeah. Did I send you that picture? Nope. I'll send you a picture later. It's a really big black drum. Biggest fish I've ever caught at the coast. I got an idea. I've only fished coast. Post it twice. on the Appalachian Holler Hunter social media. That way everybody can see it. That's a good idea. I'll put that on there. Yeah, let's do that. I'll that do way that. everybody that's listening to this can see it too. Oh, yeah. Whether or not nope. Yeah. It's also not just hidden. Yeah. So caught some good fish. Caught a bunch of uh, croakers. Mm-hmm the the beach version of a sucker and i can't tell you how much i hate that noise i have goosebumps all over me because i can't stand that noise <laughs> Why? i really dude i don't know they're funny when, when you i get pick them, them in the up boat. and yeah. you hear it 
<laughs> I'm tearing up. It really messes me up. I can't they make good stand, bait, though, if you're trying to catch big fish. Can't stand that noise. Cannot. Like, if you catch a sucker up here or a red horse, I'd rather cut my line than have to even mess with them. I can't stand it. But anyways, caught a bunch of those. Caught everything. Yeah. So, all right. Moving on. We're dragging us out. Long-winded. Sorry. Friday, went to bear hunt. Uh, I think they had a bear, but it was there at, like, 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. The night before. And uh, turned loose on it, and long story short, never could catch up with it. Yep. Got a, Joe has a really good trail dog, a little blue tick dog. Does really well, but it come to one of the canals, and once it got to that one canal, it just never could catch up with it. Never yeah. could figure out where it went, and that was kind of the end of that. So we went fishing again, and that second day is when I caught that good black drum. Okay. Um, using shrimp for bait, by yeah. the way, if anybody's curious. But... uh I'm hung up on the fishing, I'm telling you. Really. I can tell. It was a ball. I can't wait to go. That's all I've thought about this week is going back and fishing. I'll be yeah. honest with you. But uh, second day bear hunting was kind of interesting. They had a bear, but I'll put it this way. We don't, we're not the ones that make the decisions. We're there. I'm there as a guest. Yeah, you're a guest. As a guest. And because uh, it's their lease, their everything, and they make the decisions. They said uh, they got, they ain't going to kill no more big bear or something. And it kind of messed messed a lot of us up like they wanted to i don't know there's kind of some unseen things going on there it was kind of a confusion going into it yeah to be honest with you and uh when we they had a bear but they said hey we're gonna go rig we're gonna rig these roads first so we spent two hours kind of uselessly letting that trail get cold yeah i mean not no offense to you guys if any of you guys happen to listen to it no offense whatsoever it's just different than how I personally am used to doing it. Yeah. Me personally, if I know there's a bear on one of our Tacticam cameras, that's where we're going to turn loose. Yeah, that's where we're going to We don't right care there. if it's 85 pounds or 885 pounds. We're going to turn loose. Me personally, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. You know, just how it is. Even though anybody bear hunts knows you can turn loose on one bear and end up on another. Or five others. Or five others. <laughs> yeah. And I'll get to that in a second. Got a story there. But, uh, <laughs> but it just kind of threw me off. Yeah. And... Kind of like I thought. We really didn't do much that day. They ended up turning loose on that bear and uh, ended up trailing it out and not having no, no luck with it. He went to an, went to a adjacent property where they didn't have permission to hunt. Mm-hmm. And, and that may have been the reason they didn't want to I think that was it part of it. Place. I think it was part of it because it, it wasn't too far away. Yeah. But it was enough to where if your dog does go in there and tree, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. You, re- you really ain't got no way to get your dog. Well, dogs. and them boys hunt that all the time. They right. probably knew what was going on with that one. Right. And so, like I say, there's probably there's things there that I probably didn't see. Yeah. Because, yeah, again, it really ain't my business. You yeah, know, it, well, we're, I'm strictly than, there as a guest. Exactly. Just it kind of had me kind of through for a loop. I was kind of questionable, you yeah. know. But, again, this is one of the first times I've ever hunted the coast, too. Yeah. You know, one of very few times. So that trip wasn't too successful for bear hunting. Yeah. But going back after Christmas. Okay. So it should be, they're going to hunt the whole last week. No, nice. It's the very last week of bear season. They're hunting from Sunday to Monday. Yeah. I think. I think Monday's the first. Saturday's the first. Or till then. They're going to yep. hunt till then. So uh, plenty of opportunity there. But did I tell you we caught a lot of fish? <laughs> I'm telling you, really. We got it all on. I'm trying to figure out how we're going to put this video together. Because mm-hmm. I we've, I got a ton of footage. That's yeah. one good thing. Like, even though we didn't get a bear there, we had a ton of awesome footage from dogs hunting. And that was one good thing about it is you really got to watch the dogs work down at the coast compared to up here. Up here, you 
you look down, look back up, and there are two haulers over. Yeah. Down there, there's just a block over, and you can drive to it. Yeah. You know, there, all these roads are connecting. Yeah. And uh, you can really get a chance to see how good a dog will hunt. Yeah. You really get to watch them work, and that's something, like I say, you don't get to see a whole lot of up here. No, it, no. It, it's it's. It's not that it's an art form to watch. Yeah, it's not that they're not working. It's just there right. are two mountains over, and you're way behind. Yeah, you can't just drive to it. You're walking. Oh yeah. But like I say, down there it's kind of different. You can you can go and kind of watch, and got a ton of good video of of good dogs working a track. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of hard to describe with words again. It's one of those you want to watch a video of. So we're trying to figure out how I'm going to put that in there because it's something people's going to want to watch. Yeah, and there's a ton of good fishing. <laughs> some good stories <laughs> there's a ton of good fish. there's a ton of good fishing well as someone who has fished with you before you were probably just happy to catch something so i was i'll be honest with you i've hunted i've hunted you i have, didn't have somebody there beside you strapping you the whole time true so. true <laughs> it, that, that 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 makes it a little easier for some reason every time we go fishing it turns <laughs> it into, into a, a competition yeah and you always lose so it's always like yeah i'm amazing. i'm used to catching fish but i ain't used to catching 100 fish an hour yeah. We caught, it wasn't 100, we caught, I think it was 40 fish in an hour time. That's awesome. Toe had timed it, and yeah. it was literally that's how many we'd caught between us in, in an hour. That's a lot of fish. That's a lot of fish. That's a lot of fish. If you just hit it right, hit the tide right, Yeah, it was good. I've only fished at saltwater, I think, four times before this. Three of those are canceled out because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. You would think casting a fishing pole is kind of the same anywhere you go yeah i you've seen me cast i'm not terrible at it and i can cast here left and right yeah i can skip i can skip rigs and jigs and whatever no problem go to the coast nope i can't cast one could <laughs> not cast one i mean it's kind of pathetic to watch it i had it on video it was pitiful i'd swing back and whoop boom bait fling down five foot in front of me i don't know what that motion was like straight over my back that i yeah. couldn't figure out but it took me forever to figure it out Did well it. when we went to uh clearwater florida earlier this year i i after a little while i kind of got the hang of it yeah but then i went so long and not done it again it's like i completely didn't know how to do it well and a lot of that stuff you're throwing a lot of weight too yeah there's a lot not, of weight yeah and i'm not, not used to, to that at all yeah but anyways got the hang of it and turned out to be really good Heck yeah. we were fishing off of funny story we were fishing like off of a, I don't know, it's like a uh, placey park, circle park. You know what I'm talking about. Nope. You come to an end of a road and it's a circle. Cul-de-sac? Yeah, that. Sorry, I don't know why I couldn't think of that. It's okay. But it's right there and it drops off in the water, like yep. drops 15 foot and there's a bunch of rocks there. Yeah. Well, whenever you catch these fish, you kind of got to pull them up quick so your sinkers don't get hung in them rocks. yeah get them across the rocks <laughs> you can watch them him other boys well joe whenever he'd pull one up he'd high pull it he'd come bring up well if he had a fish he'd sling it clear back to the truck <laughs> one of them come off and hit toe's headlight on his truck we laughed god we laughed and out of big time but uh but that was that kind of in a nutshell it wasn't all that exciting but we went and we tried and hunted hard got a ton of good video yeah but since then, it's been hammered down once we got back home. Monday, like I say, was opening of the second season North Carolina, yep. which is always tough. Yep. Super tough hunting. It's colder. I don't think we've seen it. At, well, I well, lied. It's been warm compared to It's normal. been unseasonably warm, and the bear yeah. have still been on their feet. Usually, yes. it's really cold by now, and a lot of times the bear are laying up. They don't really hibernate up here, but they right. will lay up and not move as much. Right, which makes it 
for really it tough makes hunting. It tough hunting, but they haven't really laid up yet. I mean, I had a no. picture of one on bait just a few minutes ago on one of my tacticams. Yeah, so. and that's what we had. Uh, first day, we had a pretty good bear. Um, I'm trying to think of the first one we run. Uh, the first one we had got on, good story. This will be a good one. you have to watch the episode on It's interesting. Uh, long story short, we got in there to it. Me and Rick did. We turned loose on top of a top of a ridge. Didn't go far, and it hung up in some rocks, baited up in some rocks. Yeah. We get down to it, and Rick says, hey, I'm going to go up here and catch his dogs. We can run it again. So it didn't run far enough to want to go in there and kill it. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so he went to go turn loose. He said, stay here. If it, when it comes out, you'll be able to film it right here. And that's what I done. Well, no, he gets about halfway there, and you hear him dogs start taking a fit. A bear breaks. Yeah. It comes out of there, and you, it's kind of coming adjacent to us down this ridge. Yeah. And it's if normally the bear will go out of there. Nope. This bear come straight down on top of Ricky. And I in the video I was hollering, Ricky, it's coming to you. It's coming to you. <laughs> I mean, I was tore all to pieces because I was sitting there a video, and it come right down on top of him. I mean, he could have poked it. Like come out of the tree? He was turned, yeah, no, coming down the bank. Oh, coming down the bank. Right down the bank, and it's steep, straight off, yeah. straight as a mule's face off. Yeah. And he was turned back towards me, like he was going to come back down my way. He had no idea. And he turned around, and there it was. <laughs> He's got a bear in his lap. Yeah, in his lap. <laughs> and there come the dogs after it, and we yeah. end up running it again, it coming to another opening, and we ended up training it on, on some private land where we didn't have permission to kill it. Say so we could go in there and retrieve it, or yeah. either retrieve our dogs or turn loose again. Said she didn't care, but she didn't want us to kill it. Let it come down and then turn them back on it. Yeah, she just didn't want it killed on her property, which we were super grateful for. Yeah, absolutely. Really absolutely. appreciate that. That was more than she had to do. Yeah. That was way more than she had to do. Yeah, so, so uh, that happened and ended up turning loose and it actually ended up going to Parkway. Once it goes to Parkway, you're done. You're done. We yep. called and got permission to get the dogs, and which was interesting. We'll talk about that another day, but got permission to get the dogs and that was that. And then we got a couple other bear, but the one... I missed the best part of that one. I thought it was on a different bear. The best part of that story was whenever this bear finally retreated in this on this lady's private property. Yeah. Toe, Mo, and Toe, Mo, and Joe. It's funny. That is funny, <laughs> but it's Toe, Mo, and Rom. Actually, we're actually already up <laughs> there. Joe is who now. you're hunting with. Yeah. There's a there's an inside joke there. I'll tell you later. Okay. But <laughs> we. Uh, they was already tying dogs back, and I said, Rick, how far how far are they from out there where it's treed? He said, uh, ah, probably 100 yards. Yeah. I kind of knew it was more than that. So I was like, I ain't doing no good here. I ain't going to get no video standing here. I'm going to go on Yeah, while they wait for it to come down or whatever they do. So I started hoofing it, and once I got in there, it was straight up. Imagine yeah, that. Of course. And it was about 250 yards. Yeah. So I get up there to it, and it's kind of on, it's on a mountain, obviously, like a, like a small mountain. That goes over end to end, like up to the top and back down the other side. Yeah. So just for a visual. And I could hear the dogs barking on that other side. Yeah. I was like, well, they must have tied, it must be down there a good ways and they've tied it back here. But the only way we can get to them is going on up. So I got up there and I'd rest a little ways, burning up, sweating. It was oh, pretty yeah. warm. And I get up there to the top and towing them, they're all just kind of, they're sitting there and looking back at me, like looking my direction. And toe points and points above me said, it's right there. I look up, and it, the bear was treed in the tree that I was resting on, You're going up through there. <laughs> I was Where looking everywhere, dogs? tied up on top. Oh, they had already tied them up. Yeah, they would already, they'd already tied them back <laughs> on top. And I look back, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I felt the top of my head, and I felt something like gooey. That bear had slobbered on my head. 
whenever I was arresting her, I was like, gosh, I'm sweating like crazy. I didn't pay it no mind. I mean, I was looking for the bear. I was looking everywhere for this bear. Boy, Could not find it. Out here. And I didn't pay it no mind. And until I got there and looked up, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. That bear slobbered on my head. And I bet I sh- them boys are horse laughing. Oh, laughing God, they were rolling. They were, I li- if, if they'd have rolled any further, they'd have rolled down to the truck. Yeah, it's so steep. I could not believe uh, it. I'd never had something so crazy yeah, happen in my life. Insane. I mean, it was just a big, it's like mucus or something. It was just disgusting. <laughs> just, <laughs> you better hope that's slobber. Yeah, you it better was, hope that bear wasn't excited. Yeah, it was nasty. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was it was just pure nasty. That's just awesome. all over my hat. That's awesome. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I had no idea the bear was above me. Yeah. No clue. But got a ton of good video of it. it How big was good. the bear? Uh, it was probably 200, 205. Yeah. It was a good enough bear. We had a uh, we had a girl with us that never killed one, Abby. Uh, Joe's been taking her hunting. Uh, she's been trying to get her first bear. Yeah. And that would have been plenty good for her first bear. And that's what kind of been the goal all week, try to get her one. Yeah. And we ended up treeing. We ended up getting on three other bear this week. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other good stories with those. There's another good story somewhere. There is. Which one was it? Oh, yeah. How could I forget that? <laughs> yeah. How could you forget? I've been waiting for that story this whole oh, podcast. Oh, gosh. Sorry. I'm. It's getting late now. We've been... We didn't get to start until late, but uh, imagine that. But uh, it was the last bear we was on, I yeah. believe. So we ended up getting on two different bear that day. And uh, long story short, Rick goes and gets dogs that was on one bear because it wasn't but about 80, 80 pounds. Yeah. We get to this bear. And long story short, me and Rick's on top of the ridge. Joe and Abby's at the bottom, the bottom of the mountain. Okay. And... Uh, the bear ends up getting treed kind of center yeah well joe and abby said they're gonna go in there to it okay. by the time me and rick get toward parallel with it yeah we're waiting and i'm i've got on video joe and abby coming up from the bottom you can see their orange hats coming in yeah and our radio and said it's it's a pretty small bear too uh we're gonna see if we can get in here and catch these dogs well they get up there to it and it breaks and it rolls them dogs roll it down through there yeah well it don't because it's a little bear, it don't go far, and it trees again. Yeah. About 60 or 70 yards on down, or on down, and they tree again. Me and Rick go on out, and we're going to go down to it this time and see if we can help them. Yeah. We go down there on top of it. We're eye level with it, videoing it, kind of going up and down the tree, and it gets up into a fork, sets. Yeah. That bear ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Just naturally, once they get set up like that, they yeah. won't go nowhere. Well, they don't have to. They can just sit there and rest. Right. So we get on down there to the base of the tree, and I'm filming these dogs. And they're treeing hard. I mean, it's looking good. I mean, it's awesome video. Prime yeah. video. Yeah. Looks spectacular. And all of a sudden, oh, 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 hey, 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 get up, get up, get up, get up. I look up, and that bear's on top of my, I mean, right on top of me. <laughs> I mean, and we're, <laughs> there's no way, a good way to describe it, but it's straight up and down. Yeah. So, like, if you set down too much, like, set right, you're going to go sledding. You go sliding down, down the that hill. hill. Yeah. So I already was right there. So when I kind of panicked to get out from under it, because it's going to jump on top of me. Yeah, it was coming out of the tree on I started pushing away and digging backwards and I ain't going nowhere. And it's yeah. right there. And they're trying to hit hit it with limbs, trying to get it to go up so they can catch the dogs. And yeah. It was a complete mess. <laughs> I mean, just beating and thrashing and thrashing. I finally get video of it and it just high dives 70 feet Holy off the back crap. side. Just whoosh. <laughs> And it's another bear fight. I mean, another dog and bear fight. Oh, yeah. Rolling it. I mean, just rolling. It takes off out of there. Whisper ends up training a third time up in some rocks. 
and uh, me and Rick get right there to it, and Rick didn't really realize where it was. We stepped down. We stepped from one rock and stepped down a foot to another rock. Yeah. And kind of looked back right-handed. He said, it's right there. It's right there. I'm looking, and it's a foot and a half. Its ears right beside my boot, sitting there just wiggling its head. This pretty easy please in them rocks. Just sitting in the rocks, yeah. and you were right beside we were it. We right above it. Just like my feet was level where its head was in them rocks. That's crazy. And that dog down there up underneath it. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Had no idea. And I, right as I got the camera kind of situated on the bear, you, yeah. all you could see was its ear. Yeah. Where it was in that thick. And it high dives off them rocks about another 70 foot. And that dog kind of got stuck there. And once it got behind that time, we was able to catch him. But it was a, it was a crazy day. It was definitely a bear you could have killed if you'd have wanted to. Oh, yeah. We could have killed that bear. Yeah, we could have killed that bear three different times. Yeah. Easily. But like I say, it probably wasn't 80 pounds and legally, well, I lied. It was probably 100. But, oh, but still, you got to let some of them go for next year. And Right. Anything under 125, 150, unless there's somebody like right there that's never killed one. Yeah, like a youngin or something. Like a, like a youngin, youngin. Yeah. We probably ain't going to kill it. Yeah. I mean, there ain't no use to. No, heck no. And that's what we've done all week is treed basically a lot of small bear. Yeah. That one we treed on that lady's property that went to Parkway was a, was a shooter. Yeah. I would have shot that bear, honestly. But that was the only shooter we've been on all week. I got you. But it's been an exciting week. Heck yeah. It sounds I mean, it's like just it. Been it sounds eventful. like you've been all over them. Like literally, or they've been all over you one. Yeah, literally all over <laughs> me, it seems like. That's the most action I've had all year. I've, I told you before the podcast started, I don't think I've ever bear hunted this much. I mean, I've hunted solid. Yeah. With somebody. Yeah. All, all the first season and now all the second season, I think. Well, today was the first day we've missed bear hunting. That's all. Awesome. second season. That's all. Awesome. So, but... You gotta go to work sometime yeah you gotta get and make some money somewhere or another because this ain't gonna do it we yeah. don't have enough listeners <laughs> <laughs> but anyways oh gosh That's that was awesome, a lot man. yeah that was a lot a lot a lot of sidetrack but if if you ain't used to the sidetrack by now listen to this podcast yeah i mean i feel sorry for you all right, guys. Well, that's going to carry us into our second break and uh, we will be back shortly with the back 40 skull session podcast this segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Bone Collector Game Calls, the official game calls of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Whether it's locator calls, turkey calls, or deer calls, you can find all your calls at bonecollector.com, proudly made in the USA. So I had a guy come in the shop the other day and said he saw a giant buck cross the road in front of him. Oh. But I have no way of knowing who owns the property you run onto. Yeah, you do. How? You get the Onyx Hunt app. What is that? It's a mapping tool. You can see how big parcels are, who owns those parcels, and in some cases, get the tax addressed where you can either send them a letter or go knock on their door and see if you can possibly hunt their property. Really? So I can use that app to find out who owns that property and possibly get permission? Yes, sir. Well, heck yeah, pull it up. Let's get on there and find out who owns that property because I'm telling you, he's a monster. Let's do it. All right, man. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Mountaineer Outfitters, the official outfitters of Appalachian Holler Hunters. Visit them online on Facebook or Instagram, or visit them in person at 65 Haynes Road in Newland, North Carolina. Open 8 to 5 Monday through Friday, 8 to 12 on Saturdays. Stop by and see them today for all your hunting and shooting sport needs. We order a dozen. At Krispy Kreme. Yeah. At Krispy Kreme. Had a free dozen, too. We get up there, and the guy's like, better be $19. And I was like, no, you told me $11 at the thing and he's like oh yeah you got a free dozen so eleven dollars so then Melissa had my card and he's like oh well our credit card machine's down 
Now, we waited in line for 30 minutes. You know? <laughs> and uh, she was like, well, uh, how long are you up? Because I'm about to close in a few minutes. She was like, so, well, what? You know, so he just handed our card back. Well, so we start to drive off. She's like, Dad, I don't get my coupon for my free day. <laughs> so I told her, I said, just pull back up to the door. I said, go get your coupon. So she goes up there to get the coupon when the manager comes out. And all of a sudden, they're having lunch. I better get out of the car. Yeah. They don't have to physically grab her and send her back to the car. <laughs> In a cussing match with the manager at the Krispy Kreme. Over what? Dude, because I guess when we went up there, he told her, he was like, you need to calm down. But when he opened the door, like, she hadn't even said nothing yet, you know, which immediately pissed her off. Yeah. And she's like, look, we went in this damn line for 30 minutes. <laughs> And you have no sign or nobody tells us the card machine don't work. She said, I drive off and this asshole keeps my coupon for my free dozen and don't even give me a free dozen. <laughs> <laughs> I have to physically remove her from the situation. Send her back to the car. He changed his tune when I got there. You know, he backed off a lot. Oh, yes, yeah, so. I would imagine so. Yeah. And, uh, so I sent her back to the car. Well, she's stupid. I come back to the car. I handed her a free dozen donuts. And two free dozen donut coupons. Holy crap. That's awesome. No, you can't. Well, just so you know, we recorded that story just now. <laughs> We're recording for our podcast, so you can you can take you can take the girl out of but you can't take the drinks right out Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's that Eastern Burke County, girl. That's awesome. That's awesome. I told her, I said, look, Holy Food, I ain't trying to get in the Not over some freaking Krispy Kreme. No, absolutely not. Yeah, you see somebody at six five and four hundred pounds and he's wanting donuts, you give him some damn donuts. Yeah, I was like, that's a service. Oh god. She's over here. I'm writing a review right now. Oh Lord help. Oh fuck. All right. Well, there's no story for tonight. Well, thank you, and the world thanks you. Just for anybody listening to our podcast, this is our my cousin Chris. You've seen his stuff on our social media pages, and he's talking about his wife Melissa, who's crazy's a little understatement sometimes when she gets in the right mood. <laughs> the neck comes out. You you don't deny an old lady her donuts. <laughs> It's that menopause and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord. Y'all have fun. I'm going to go eat a donut. All right, you coming up tomorrow? Yep, I'll be there. All right, buddy. All right, man. All right, see you. Come <laughs> on. We're going to keep rolling with it right here. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we are back <laughs> with the Back 40 Sessions <laughs> podcast.
And that took a little bit of a turn that we yeah. weren't expecting. We got a random phone call right when we yeah. were first starting to record from my cousin Chris, who has been on <clears throat> has been on our social pages quite a bit. He was on a pheasant hunt video, wasn't he? Yeah. He was on the he was pheasant a fellow hunt. that smiled at the very beginning. Yeah, he's that giant. <laughs> and so, yeah, apparently his wife almost got in a fight with the manager of Krispy Kreme over at Pigeon Forge. <laughs> A little random story about her. Have I ever told you about her almost getting in a fight at Customs in the Bahamas? I think you did. I think. Refresh my memory, though. We went to the Bahamas fishing, me and Chris and Melissa, and then Melissa's brother and his girlfriend were down there. And Melissa and Mike's girlfriend didn't really get along at all. Yeah. And she said something off to Melissa as we were going through Customs trying to come out of the Bahamas. And Melissa turned around and started to throw a right hook. And Chris luckily oh, caught God. her. And Mike caught the other one. And I had to jump in the middle. And we had to separate them in customs. True. In a third world country trying to get out of the Bahamas. God almighty. So, yeah, she's a fireball to say the least. True. But anyway. I can, I'm waiting to think of what I want to put in the description of this podcast. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Giant deer and fist fights at Krispy Kreme. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, that was uh, fresh. That, that is a yeah. fresh story right there. That yeah. come right from the scene of the crime right there. Yeah. Oh, they were in here the other day. Oh, uh, that come up the other day. And we've got a cornfield for everyone that hasn't been here to Mountaineer Outfitters. We've got a cornfield over beside the building that we grow corn for the deer and just whatever. Right. We pick it some years, some years we leave it standing. This year we left it standing. And she was wanting to go over there and get her some corn stalks for fall decorations. Yeah. We are like, that's fine. Well, she was up there in the field, and I saw an opportunity to mess with her. <laughs> because any time I get a chance to mess with her, I'm going to. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've got a flare gun here at the dealership that we use to run the geese off out of the field right after we plant it and it shoots they call it a screamer it's basically like a bottle rocket on steroids and you put a blank cap in this thing and you fire it and it comes out of the barrel and all of a sudden it just takes off screaming like a banshee and it'll go 100 yards yeah well melissa's up there picking corn and i run back inside and come sneaking out with the flare gun (laughs) and i popped the screamer off and that thing went right across her head like to the point she hit the ground Like, hit the freaking deck. Oh, and Chris, after he he stopped crying from laughing so hard, he looked at me and he said, you know she's going to kill you. <laughs> you know what that sounds like? Uh, Tommy th- had an actual bottle rocket at Oh, Chuck. my God. Yes. Oh, God. That I don't think we've great. told that story on we here either. We haven't told that story. So, my dad. Same place, basically. Same place. Same setup. Uh, Dad's out here mowing the yard. And we're out here we were bored and we were just shooting the Bullshit. crap and christian comes out with a <clears throat> bag a of maybe firecrackers and bottle rockets <laughs> and everything else and we're just sitting there pitching them in a puddle randomly yeah just watching the water pop yeah watching the water pop and just telling hunting stories and doing whatever <laughs> and here comes dad on the lawnmower so i grab one of the big m80s <laughs> light it and rear back and throw it and chris was here that day too yeah he was and i rear back and throw <sighs> it and it looks like it's going 
in the floorboard of the mower. Yeah, like it's going to land like, in his lap. It looked like it was going to land in his lap. And luckily, <laughs> it lands right in front of the mower. And this is a big front deck mower. And it sucks the firecracker up in oh. under the deck and then throws it straight up out the chute. And right, right when it come out of the chute, it exploded. Oh, God. And it was so close to his face when it exploded, it blew shrapnel all over <laughs> Scared him to death. Like he thought somebody had shot at him from the hallway. He nearly fell off his lawnmower. He nearly jumped off of it. I mean, almost. Oh God! Well, when you really wish you had a camera. Oh my God! Yeah. And when he realized he wasn't being shot at (laughs) over his right shoulder. He turns to look over his left shoulder, and the rednecks are laying in the oh, parking lot laughing. Just like we're doing now. Yes, just like we're Dying. doing now. <laughs> and he looks at us, and the look of, oh, shit, it went from solid laughter to, oh, hell no. Oh, God. Because he's carry. He's got a <laughs> gun. he's reaching for his gun. <laughs> we're shot. And we, everyone of us took off flying, diving oh, behind Oh, God. Not behind any vehicle. Yeah, get getting behind. behind anything that would stop a bullet. Oh, God. That was so funny. <laughs> All right, guys, so... Uh, Back on track, maybe. We have went completely off the damn rockers on this Oh, one. gosh. But, yeah, that <laughs> I'm glad we got recorded, got that phone call recorded. That's another one. We could probably cut that out, but we ain't going to. No, we ain't well, going to. You, you don't get a gym like that very often, so... Nuh-uh. Uh, Melissa Benson Taylor, you have made your first <laughs> appearance on the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. <laughs> it's the psycho it's chick from East Burke County that uh, likes to fight over Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> oh God, that's funny. So I bet the uh, it's our brother has the podcast, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. Mike's barely got live. The barely live. They hadn't done one in a while. They ain't got nothing on this. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Lord help. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But, oh my God. Anyway, so while you were in eastern part of the state uh bear hunting you went south i went south to georgia to georgia went on the coast of georgia we were on an island actually on an island in georgia hog hunting uh we do this hunt every year it has not made an appearance on appalachian holler hunters for the simple fact that and it probably I have it, no it's not going to be on there again this year <laughs> i can tell you about it but i can't show you because shit like that's just too good for tv i mean it it happens fast it happens crazy Every yeah. year, I've tried to run cameras down there, and it never unless, ends up. Unless you're there solely to run a camera. There ain't no way to film you, it. You can't hunt and film that. No, there's no way to do it. No. and But it's it's one it's one of the last hunts of the year that I do, <clears throat> and it's more of a just kicking on an island, winding down. Have a good time. Have a good time. Drink a few beverages. Just hang out with your buddies. If we kill some hogs, awesome. Great. If we don't, we're going to walk our butt off, but we're going to have a good time doing it. Right. So this island we go to is a mile and a half wide and three miles north to south. It's on foot only. It's primitive camping, pretty much. I mean, we've got a generator there to run the lights in the cook shed, but that's about right. it. I mean, and the, and then the bathhouse. Right. Lights to run the bathhouse. But, <clears throat> I mean, it, it can be rough. It can be right. great, and it can be rough if it's cold. This year... We couldn't ask for better weather. Right. I think the coldest it got was 47 degrees one night, right. which was fine. Yeah, I think bad. And during the day, several days, it was 78 degrees. I mean, it was nice. just hanging out on an island, having a good time. Yeah. We killed a pile of hogs. I told a lady at the bank that, and she's like, 
is that like a redneck thing? A, she's like, is that an exact number? How many is in a pile? I was like, that's not an exact number. Like, literally, we killed a damn pile of hogs. <laughs> but it's archery tackle oh, only. God. I don't know if I said that before, but it is bow hunting only. No guns allowed on the place. And, I mean, traditionally, when we go down there, as good of shot as these boys that we go with are and yeah. i'm not a great shot with a bow but i can hold my own about 50 percent recovery rate is what we usually average yeah and i mean it's just that's just the the reality of hog hunting with archery tackle especially if right. you get into those big boars you'll shoot one and make a damn perfect shot on it and you may find it you may not yeah i shot one about the third or fourth day we were down there now we have setups on our bows where we can hunt day and night. Oh. We've got lighted pins on our bows. We take stabilizers off. We screw a bow light on there, and it's got a touch pad on the handle of the bow. So if, you, if you're in the dark and you hear a pig coming, you go ahead and draw your bow back. You've got your lighted pins on, and then you squeeze the handle, and it turns flashlight on. It's a green light or a red light, either one. Um, but it basically shine the pig and you can right. shoot them in the dark it's perfectly legal to hog hunt at night right i mean it's an invasive species so you can hog hunt at night right but with a bow it just takes it to another level yeah it's crazy you gotta be close yeah boy and i was out there on the marsh one night <laughs> this was funny i'm shooting <clears throat> some nocturnal illuminated knocks yeah and i've been shooting the green ones and the blue ones and one thing or another i got some this year and they just tickle me to death every time i fire one of them because they flash red and blue they strobe <laughs> red and blue so it looks like a cop trying to chase them down <laughs> when you shoot at one and it just tickles the shit out of me every time i shoot but oh gosh we had already come in for the night and we got 100 yards from the campsite and saw two pigs crossing the field so me and sam started after him yeah and he went around one side, I went around the other side, and I could I could hear him in the woods. They were in the same little block of woods that the campsite was in. Come around the corner, and there's Naz sitting on a chair <laughs> by the fire. And, like, I'm coming hustling through, and he's like, what are you doing? I was like, get your damn bow. There's pigs in here. Get your bow. <laughs> and I just went by him flying. So he gets up and comes, and I follow the sound of him. I'm going strictly off sound. I can't see right. him. It's dark. I don't have my flashlight on. I follow them down to the marsh. It's low tide, and they were down in the marsh eating clams or oysters, whatever they were doing. But I follow huh. them plumb to the marsh. And so I get down there, and by this point, my bow light's almost dead. Yeah. And it's only coming on every couple times that I click it on. I thought there was something wrong with the pressure switch, but it was just because the battery was dead. Yeah. And I get out there on the marsh, and I get to looking around, and I'm all by myself. There ain't nobody else down there. And Sam calls me. And I'm like, dude, you got to get down here to the marsh right now. And I look up, and here comes some pigs walking toward me. So I just yeah. hang the phone up and drop it. Drop it on the ground. Yeah. I draw back, turn my light on. I can barely <clears throat> see them. And I've only got one lit pin. So I just took a guess. And I thought that was about 40 yards. So I aimed high and shot and sell one across its back. Ah. And missed it. Here comes another one right behind it. I grab another arrow out, sell one across its back, and miss it too. Ah. So now I've got two of those illuminated knocks out about 50 yards just strobing 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 yeah and then here comes another pig coming the same direction well, i grab another arrow knock it it sees those knocks and turns and comes between the knocks and the land thinking there's something out in the marsh trying to get it but yeah. it didn't realize when it made that turn it come right into yeah. my freaking lap so it wasn't 10 yards i mean i just top in and it ran about 30 yards and dead <laughs> There you go. Fell over dead. I was like, hell yeah. 
and I get to look, and there's more pigs out there. I'm down to one arrow. Uh-oh. I've already sent three of them bastards out there. I'm down to one. <laughs> and so I'm calling, I'm calling, I can't get nobody, and I see a green light coming through the woods back yep. behind me. I'm like, finally, some reinforcements. Their boys are here. And they get over to my right, and I see them. I see a green light flip on, and there's a whole group of pigs, and that <laughs> shoots one. Yeah. Well, the whole group turns and heads toward me, so I knock my last arrow, and my by this point, my light's essentially almost useless. Yeah. And about that time, it was like, it was like, <laughs> it was like a miracle. The front pig, which was the biggest one, the whole damn side of it just glows green. Uh. And Naz couldn't get another arrow knocked, so he grabs his light and shines the front pig because he knows it's fixing to walk by me. Yeah. And, I mean, he light, he lit the whole side of that pig up. <laughs> so I draw back and thump, and, I mean, I, I made a great <laughs> shot on this thing right, yeah. right through the armor plate, right behind the front shoulder, punched all the way through him. The arrow didn't go all the way through him, but it went through both sides. Right. And so that one takes off running. With a red and blue knock flashing in its side <laughs> like he's getting pulled over and runs out of sight. Yeah. And this one was big. It yeah. was real big. I knew it was real big. And so I'm out of arrows. And finally, the last two pigs leave. We get back together and we walk over there because I seen the one fall. It didn't run 30 yards. Right. We walk out into the marsh and get my two arrows that I missed. The third arrow that I hit, the one it went straight through, get it to, and get the pig and get back out to the field. And by this time, the other boys are, they keep hearing, because they're sitting in camp, hearing, thump, wig, wig, because we wasn't 100 yards from camp. Right. They keep hearing a thump and hearing pig squall. So they're finally, curiosity got the best of them. By this point, all the hogs were gone, because there's probably 15 or 20 out there. Yeah. I mean, it was a big group. And they come to us, and uh, we tell them what's going on. We got one in our hands. We got two blood trails that we need to follow, but the one was a big pig, so we decided to let it wait. Right. And so uh, we go back and cook supper and get done eating supper and everything, get everybody together and get flashlights and stuff. And this marsh is, is wet. It's low tide, so the water had just come off of it. Yeah. We walk out there in the marsh and automatically find the blood trail for that big one I shot like that. Mm-hmm. I shot him with a Spitfire double cross, and I mean just pouring, yeah. pouring, pouring. Doug had a step tracker watch on, so he turned it on right when we got on the blood trail. Yeah. And we tracked that thing before it got to the Palmettos. We tracked it through open woods for probably three quarters of a mile or better. Yeah. And I'm talking, in the dark was just a fast-paced walking blood trail. Just pouring blood, pouring blood. It was like, we knew at any point we was going to walk right up on it. Yeah. It made it to the Palmettos. Then we started tracking it in the Palmettos, and we found two beds. We never jumped it out of a bed. But found where it laid down twice and then got up and moved. Yeah. We tracked that thing from the first blood till we finally ran out of blood was 4,000 steps. God. Yeah. Over a mile and a half. It was a long, and we never did find him. Never did find him. Three days later, it was 80 degrees. Uh, Back in those palmettos, probably, I don't know, four or 500 yards where we lost blood, there was buzzard circling so i don't yeah. think he made it out of there no i don't about to say i don't see how you could tow to no no and fires. it went through both sides we had blood coming out both sides of the heart right. i mean it, it ate him up it just it shows you how tough those animals are They're and we didn't tough. push it we we give it probably two and a half three hours before we went yep. to looking for it and i mean i made a great shot on it it wasn't like a gut shot or nothing it was right. it was a vital shot he just carried it 
Right. I mean, he just carried it. And then uh, we never did find Naz's pig, the one that he shot that night. Yep. It, we lost it. But luckily, those we lost maybe one more pig the whole time we was down there. Right. And the rest of them we were able to find. I killed one on the first afternoon, spot and stalk. Um, <clears throat> just snuck up on it, got the wind yep. in their face and snuck up on it and was able to put a good shot on it. And it ran 30 yards and fell over, so... I done all right with it. Yeah, can't beat that. No, heck no. Had a dang good time doing it. Had a ball doing it. Um, Me and Sam were hunting kind of the same area, pretty close to each other. Yeah. And I was sitting there one night, and I heard him shoot one. I heard one go squalling. And then I heard several other shots. And he had a four-arrow quiver on him. Next year, I'm taking a bigger quiver. I've determined that. (laughs) I don't blame you. I'm going to take at least one that'll hold six. And I get a text that I need help. And I was like, well, maybe he's got more pigs in there. He's run out of arrows. Right. So I get up and go to him, and he's got one down that he spined, and he's out right. of arrows, and the animal's still alive. Oh. And so I had to go in there and help him finish it. Shoo. And it was a process. I'm not going to go into detail about what happened to have to finish that, but right. it was a process. Right. And so he come down the tree. We finished that animal off, and uh, he come down the tree, and we walked over to it. And he's like, I shot at two or three other ones, but I don't think I hit them. I think I ricocheted through the palmettas. Yeah. And walked over there and got to looking. He's like, look at that cow right there. Because there's some cows on the island. Yeah. And he said, that thing's been sitting there the whole time. Even with all these pigs running around me slinging arrows, it's been sitting there the whole time. And I walk over to it and shine a light. And he's like, that gun may have tied that cow to the tree. Because we're out of the pasture area. I mean, yeah. there's no fences because it's an island. But we're back in the palmettas. And it's got a rope around its neck. And that rope is wrapped around and around and around and around and around a tree. And I get to looking, and the owner of the island said that they had hired some cowboys to come in and rope a bunch of the cattle and get them off of there because they had too many and they were getting unhealthy. Yeah. And they were to remove 30-some cows. What he didn't tell us is that they had roped one, and it got the rope away from them. They didn't get it tied around the horn on the saddle. And so they had a cow running around with a full-length lasso on its neck. Well, that cow had got back into the palmettas, and the lasso rope had a knot tied in the end of it, and it hung on a log, and that cow went to circling around this tree and got hung up. It had been two weeks since there had been cowboys there. My God. And it's that, still alive? And it was still alive. Wow. And it was still up and pretty damn peppy, because uh. Sam's like, well, what are we going to do? And I, first thing I done is pop my knife out of my pocket. I said, I'm cutting him loose. It was a little bull. Yeah. Well, about that time, he jumped up, and he decided he's going to thrash my ass. Uh-oh. And when I say he was around a tree, he was around a sapling that was about four inches in diameter. I mean, he was laying that some bitch over. <laughs> but you know me, how I am with animals. I mean, even though I like to hunt and stuff, yeah. I'm not going to leave one stranded. Right. And so I kind of get the sapling between me and him, and I get a hold of lesser rip, and I yank his ass over, get him close to the tree, and he's, like, trying to charge me. And then back away, right. and he false charged me one time, and I got him pulled close. And as he's trying to back away, hit the rope with my knife and was able to cut him loose. Yeah. And so he, he still had the rope around his neck, and he had about three foot of lead, but he was able to get out of there. Right. And like, but he didn't run. Like, once he was loose, he just kind of stood there and looked yeah. around like. Man, he's kind of shot. Yeah, he's two like, weeks. shit, I'm, I'm free. Yeah. But we got to figuring that was the reason there were so many pigs in there. They were waiting for that damn burned cow to die. Yeah. So they could eat him. Yeah. And that was the reason, I mean, he was kind of our bait after we turned him loose. We didn't see that many pigs in there anymore. Yeah. 
But it it was crazy, man. I mean, gosh. And of all the places, I can imagine. Like, we had been hunting the edges, the outer edges, out of the palmettos, and we'd been hearing pigs back in there. Yeah. So Sam decided to get back in deeper into the palmettos where you can't see. It's just like the thickets yeah. we have up here. Gosh. And when he set his tree stand up, he never seen the the little bull. Yeah. And he got climbing, he climbed up thirty feet, and then was able to see him. But what are the odds that we would set up right in the same spot where that little bull was tangled up? Yeah. And we cut him loose, and he finally. He wasn't going to leave, and Sam's like, we need to get him out of here. So I got around behind him and went to beating and thrashing and got him run back out toward the field Yeah, and uh, got the rope untangled, the lasso rope, and got it untied around the tree and took it out with me, brought it out with right. me so nothing else would get tangled up with it. And we got back out. We got the pig loaded up that he had shot and determined that he would missed the other ones, um, got it out of there and we had to walk by one of the watering holes to get out of there yeah and there stands that little bull so oh. he had that head stuck in that water hole and he was sucking it down as hard as he could go I guarantee it but uh it was crazy wow. man it was wild it was cool i can't imagine the description of this podcast <laughs> yeah i i don't I, <laughs> this again, is gonna be a good one to put yeah, together yeah but i mean it, it was crazy because you go in there thinking wow we're fixing to shoot a bunch of pigs and end up saving a bull's life. So Yeah. That's <laughs> but, weird, but that's cool. And I mean, having to keep from... Wow. It was exciting. Yeah. Because, I mean, hell, he was trying mm. to... Like, he wasn't just laying down almost dead. He still had plenty of pep in him. Yeah. And he was pissed. He was yeah, not happy about being there. instead of me because he'd have got me, I'm uh, sure. He was trying to thrash me, but I told Sam, I said, he can thrash me if he wants to. I'm getting this damn rope off of him. And I did. I got him cut loose. I got him free. There you go. I got that's him free. Yeah. Heck yeah. It was awesome. Gosh. But we saw a lot of pigs. Wild cattle on an island. Wild cattle on an island. He's got cows and donkeys. And uh, it started out with just a few. Yeah. And they've bred over the years. Yeah. And it's got to the point where there's too many of them. They're kind of overgrazing it. Yeah. And so that's the reason he was removing some of them. Right. And he said he's going to have to remove some donkeys because it started out with like three or four donkeys. Right. And now there's probably 40 or 50 donkeys. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Son. Bunch of wild asses. They literally are. (laughs) They will walk up and wind you like a deer and start squalling at you. Like, blow, they'll blow you out of the damn woods. Really? The donkeys will. That's insane. And they'll spook everything that's around. If you've got deer or stuff around and them donkeys yeah. go to squalling, every animal there, it's just like a deer blowing. How they, big is this They island? bail out of there. It's a mile and a half wide and three miles long. Gosh. There's deer on there, too? There's usually a lot of deer on there. Last year when we went down there, there was a ton of deer on there. Mm. Um, they can swim back and forth to the mainland because it's oh. basically just a river Yeah, that's between it and then a bunch of marsh. So at low tide, it's nothing for them to get back right. and forth. This year, there weren't many deer on the island. There were huh. a few, but not, not near the numbers like that there were more. last year. Gosh. But that's it, an- yeah. It, it was wild. It I think was that crazy. beats my good fishing trip. <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I actually took a couple fishing rods down there, but I didn't have nothing but soft plastics. I didn't do worth a dang. I didn't no. fish much. I fished one afternoon a little bit, but no, we had a ball. Is that salt water? Yeah. Oh, or? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right on the intercoastal waterway right there. Yeah. So we had a good time. We killed a bunch of pigs. I took them, took mine and Sam and Doug's and Naz's down there today to the processor. After they were skinned, gutted, cleaned everything, we had 340 pounds of hanging weight. It's so. a lot of pig. It's going to be a lot of sausage. Dang It's going to be some good eating. Gosh, yeah, it is. And so 
we uh we were able to go down a day early we weren't supposed to go on the island until saturday yeah they called us and said hey can you get down here on friday because something to do with the tides we need to get you on early well all right cool that's fine and then they about the middle of the week they said well since you went on a day early and only half of us were able to go down early the other couple boys had to wait till saturday but Mm. we had taken a center console boat over there because they take us over on a barge yeah but we had taken a center console boat back down there with us so we could transport the animals after we killed them back over to our cooler yeah to keep them cold and after we cleaned them and stuff and so we brought the other guys over on saturday but they told us well since you come on on friday we're going to take you off on friday it was what it was right so i'm sitting there thinking well i've got off work and they're wanting to get us off the island friday morning at seven o'clock early i'm like well i've already got all day friday and all day saturday off and i have to drive right by our lease to get back home so my lord tried just deer hunting in south carolina yeah. and i have some tacticam reveals set up down there in south carolina and on one of our farms i was getting pictures of this beautiful eight point every freaking morning every evening in the daylight he was chasing yeah. those around and i mean i knew it would be a good time to kill him right so i called greg and my buddy greg hunts with us i said hey you want to go hunting in south carolina this weekend he said well yeah i said well can you run to the house and get my rifle in my camera bag and he said yeah that's fine i'll go grab it and i'll meet you down there and greg has had rough luck this year yep. as far as hunting goes he's not he's had rough luck the past couple of years he's not fired a shot and probably or not killed an animal in probably two years oh. maybe three he missed one earlier this year with a 30 30 scope was off so we get down there that on Friday, I get down there Friday at lunchtime, and I tell him, I'm like, we really need to go down to the dairy and hunt. That's what we call this other yeah. lease. And he's like, well, I don't know. I, I kind of, I was like, look, we're going to the dairy to hunt this evening. He's like, well, why? I was like, just, just trust me. We're going to the dairy to hunt this evening. <laughs> I said, you're going to sit in that second food plot, and I'm going to sit down at the box stand, because that's where he'd been coming is that second food plot. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And he, I finally talked him into it. He, he was reluctant. But he's like, you seem pretty confident. I was like, oh, I got a pretty good feeling about this. Because I had pictures of that deer in there at 830 that morning. Yeah. I mean, I knew that deer was right there in that area. So we go down there, and I take, I drive him in pretty close to the stand because he can't walk real far right now. And uh, He goes in and gets set up, and I go down the box stand and get set up. And I'm sitting there, and he's texting me back and forth, and he said, oh, three does just come in. It was early. It was like yeah. 430. And all week I'd been seeing this group of three does come in every time it wasn't five minutes and here come that buck. Uh-huh. And I texted him back and I said, get your gun up. He'll be right behind him. And I didn't get a text back. And about a minute later, kaboom! <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, I looked, yeah. in my, I looked on my camera and I got a picture of the three does. And in the back corner of the picture, you can see the buck coming, coming up, up out, out of, of it. coming up out of the woods. Gosh, and yeah. And he, he let him get about 10 steps into the field, and he lowered the boom on him. And Heck he hit yeah. him, knocked him down right there in the field, and he was tickled to death. I guarantee I was it. tickled to death because, I mean, I, I take it on my own shoulders to make sure that these boys are, can get on deer, and I do everything I can. Yeah. Because, I mean, I do all the food plots, and I set up all the feeders, and I do all that. and Right. I want everybody to be able to kill a deer. And it's kind of been bothering me that, because, I mean, hell, Dad shot the world down this year. I've got him yeah. on so many deer, it's ridiculous. And Chris, I got him on a deer over there on one of my properties up here. So right. Greg's kind of the last one that hadn't, I hadn't really been able to get him. I've put him on deer, and a lot of right. times I tried to put him on deer, and he's too damn stubborn. He's like, I ain't going there. 
And then the deer's standing there with an yeah. hour left of daylight, and he's sitting somewhere else not right. seeing shit. So, uh, it 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 really made me happy to see right. him get a deer on the ground. I mean, it Heck tickled yeah. me to death, and it tickled him to death too. I told him I was like, "Damn you! If you just listened to me, we could have done yeah. this a long time ago." Yeah, it's a good deer. It was dang a dang deer. good deer. It was a beautiful mainframe eight point, just a real tall rack deer. I mean, gorgeous deer. Yeah. He was exactly what I thought he was. Yeah, dang a deer. You can he see was it on the holler hunter page. Yeah, he was run down from the rut. He he had run himself to death. I was able to pick him up and put him in the gator by myself. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, he was like he, which the deer down there smaller bodied anyway, but. Right. That deer normally would have weighed 175, 180 pounds, and he yeah. probably weighed 150 at I best. You. I mean, he was run down. Yeah. But he got him. Heck, yeah. That's he what you want to hear. Yeah. He was taking, you could tell by the picture. I mean, the picture he sent me. Well, I had to pull the same thing I did with Dad. He giving me the the shit face, the yeah. the John Wayne straight face, and I had to yeah. crack a joke and make him laugh, and then I snapped <laughs> a bunch of pictures real quick. But, uh. Yeah, we got one down. The next day, I didn't even get up to go hunting because I hadn't slept a whole lot the week right. before. When you're, you could sleep in a, a hunting camp. Yeah, you can Although sleep good at our hunting camp, but when you're down there in Georgia, I mean, those beds beat nothing, but yeah. just barely. Yeah, that, just barely. I could say that's pretty rough. Yeah, and so I slept in the next morning and then went and done a, I had a bunch of work I needed to do around because we're going back down there to close the season out. Right. We're going to close the shop uh Chris or New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and we're going to go down there and hunt the last two days. Dad's going, and I'm going, and Greg's going, Chris going. Uh uh-huh. We're going to have an actual hunting camp. Heck yeah! Everybody's going. I'm excited about Hell it, dude. I'm yeah. pumped about it. It's the first time we're going to have a full camp. That's awesome. All year long, so we're going to have a good time. But in the process of that, I put out 1,200 pounds of corn and God. moved to try or moved it's feeders still and, season down there, right? oh yeah it's it's rough season until the end of till season. the end of season so moved feeders and got new spots set up and doing a bunch of stuff that i always do i set up uh bait in the hole where we killed tex at aha uh-huh. you know how i am with that place yeah went down there hadn't been down there all year long greg's like why are we down here i said because there's always deer in this bottom corner of the field at the end of the year right and we pulled the gator up there and turned kind of looking up that nook yeah eight deer run across that nook uh yeah i mean a whole freaking herd run across God. that nook so it's going to be good we put out 200 pounds of corn in that nook so heck yeah gosh yeah. i don't have a camera on it i'm gonna try to go down maybe first of the week and put a camera on it that oh, way yeah. i just got some intel see what's going on but i'm excited dude it's gonna heck be a good yeah. way to end the season yeah for sure always is for sure it always is yeah season's winding down it's coming to it's an end kind of it we've got next well christmas is saturday yep christmas is saturday and then, and then that's the, that week after is the last week the last two raw that's it for bear deer you name it and i'm gonna be honest i'm ready for it i had my force gump I moment too i always get it every year i call it my force gump moment I, yep. it's been a marathon this year too yeah i mean i've been all over the freaking world oh yeah literally hunting this year and every year if i don't have my force gump moment i'm anxious <clears throat> right. the whole off season there it Excuse was. Excuse me. Yep. <laughs> I'm choked to death now. Yeah. But I'll have this moment right toward the end of deer season where I just stop and I'm done. Right. And it's kind of like the reason I call it my Forrest Gump moment. It's like when he was running across yeah, the country. Right. He's out there in the middle of the desert and he just stops. and He's like, I'm pretty tired. I think I'm going to go home now. Yeah. And I had my Forrest Gump moment when yep. I was in South Carolina. It was about 3.30 that afternoon. I was working my butt off. Right. And I just stopped. 
and it just it, it was this feeling it's this feeling of just calm right comes across me it's like i'm done yeah i told greg i was like put everything together i'm going home what do you mean you're going home what about knowing this he can wait till next year i'm done yeah. i'm good i'm Heck ready to yeah. go home and that was my moment i right. I, I packed my stuff up and i come to the house That's right so that's it. I mean, we're going to go down there and have a good time. Well, yeah, one last. Whether or not I hunt, I don't even really care. Right. I'm just going down there to hang out and have a good time. Why, well, yeah. That's about it for on my part, too. Yeah. For, for this year, I mean, pro- supposed to go to the coast. We'll see. Like I say, everything goes right. Be going down to the coast for last week of bear season. Yeah. And then I ain't got no more deer to hunt. No more good deer. We've got plenty of deer to wait and let them grow for next year. But I've got a couple of monsters slammers yeah. on camera right yeah now. i'm i'm done yeah just done i'm done i've killed enough this year yeah we're gonna have some to hunt next year we're gonna have ain't some that good nice to do freaking slick sixes made it another <laughs> damn year another year i had pictures of him every, he's gotta be on a downfall every day when we were in georgia every oh. day he'll make it to seven i was figuring him for six and a half this year so yeah he gonna make it to seven i guess God. <laughs> i mean unless he just runs up in front of the trucks Right. gets hit by a car he's gonna make it to seven Gosh. we'll hunt him again next year yeah that'll basically do it for the hunting and yep. on to small game yep guess that'll lead us into what we got going on i guess yeah right? yeah that's what we were gonna finish up with yeah. what's what's next for holler hunters well like i say season's winding down we've got as far as hunting of, goes as far as the big hunting goes big game hunting it's i mean a lot of good stuff can still happen. We'll come back with our podcast after Christmas and tell you, see what happens. See what you know? happens. Probably after New Year's, I guess. Yeah, it'll we're, be we're after up. the first of the year, probably. Yeah, we'll have our next one up in January, some, or first, hopefully the first of January, yep. first week of January. And uh, a lot could happen. Like I say, could you get on a monster bear here? Could you get on a monster bear at the coast? Monster deer, you know. Monster I mean, deer. I say I'm done know. if a freaking big deer walks out. I'm still going to lower the boom That's on him. That's what I'm saying. So there's a lot could happen there, but... We got episodes coming. We've said it and said it and said it and said it. Episodes are finally coming out. It's took a while, a long while, way too long. It's Shane's fault. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not looking at you with any look of blame at all right now, Emma. Nope, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but hey, it's coming. We got one humongous turkey episode. Yep, twelve turkey kills on it. Nice. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Action packed. It, you're right. That's what it's, I like to see in a turkey video. That's it. We wanted to. It was a, a way an option in between. Go ahead and post it or wait till next year. But let's go ahead and knock it out and let's get this get our deer and bear stuff rolling as quick yeah, as we can. Because we've got a ton of deer and bear stuff. We've got. I think it's it's between twenty five and thirty episodes. That's crazy for for the rest of season two. Anything that gets filmed after January first is going to be for season three. Yep. But that's where it gets interesting. We've got a lot of stuff coming. One, remember I was talking about wanting to go on a duck hunt? Yeah. I found one. Nice. Uh, Andrew, we talking about? Yeah. I don't think we've mentioned this. Andrew is one of our new camera guys, Andrew Gaines. He's from South Carolina. He does a lot of our filming at the coast for us when we're bear hunting down there and comes up here and films some. He's got a couple of bear kills we're going to use this year on film. Nice. Uh, but they're going out to Kansas, uh, second or third week of January. Ooh. Heck or Missouri. Yeah. I think it's Missouri. Yeah. Either It's right there close together yeah we're gonna go out there they said they go out and hunt some farm or something no nice. they go out there and duck hunt it for a full week heck so yeah. i'm gonna go out there with those guys that's gonna be that's sick. gonna be i've awesome. never duck hunted never so you're gonna freak out. i've been dying awesome. to go i mean it is eating me up i mean i messaged shane two weeks ago 
something it, like that. I was like, dude, like where can a body find a place to go duck hunt? And I've never been dying to go. And around here, it's it's hard because we're right hard. in the middle between the Mississippi Flyway and the Coastal Flyway. Yeah. So the ducks are either to the east of us or the west of us. There right. is not many ducks move through. Yeah, if here. you don't drive at least five hours one one way or the other, I mean, you can get into a few resident populations. Yeah, but but as far as good quality duck hunting, it's not right. here. It's no, not here. And I've been dying to. I mean, for years I've been dying to go duck hunting. Never had a chance. And finally, thank the Lord, thank you, Andrew, for giving me the opportunity to go yep. do that. So that's coming up. I'm sure we're going to film. Well, I think everybody you said everybody that goes films. Oh. So it's going to be like a whole crew of guys running cameras so i'm on it's until and what we'll come back with yeah heck yeah that'll be awesome got that going on rabbit hunting's getting ready to pick up good well that's the thing everybody waits until after deer season's over to rabbit hunt hard because yep. they don't want to be in the woods at the same time and mess people right. up and but yeah the rabbit hunting's fixing it's the, getting ready to pick up and so is squirrel <coughs> hunting and that's going to tell you this this was one of the things i mentioned going to mention to you we got a phone call yesterday from meps mm-hmm. spinner company or yeah. lower company they called and they said they're they always do a program where if you send in squirrels' tails, you know, they'll pay you or send you lures and stuff. Well, they had called yesterday, and they want us to be involved. They nice. said, hey, they want to go ahead and send us. Send, if we asked if we squirrel hunted, first of all, I'm like, well, yeah, we do. Some of us do. I know Joe's got a squirrel dog. A couple other guys yeah. try to hunt pretty good. And uh, asked if we received any. They'd let them do that, and we'd, they'd either pay us or send us lures and get us get Appalachian holler hunters involved. Nice. So I don't know where this is going to go, but it's something opening up and we love to fish anyways heck yeah i've used some of their spinners i'm sure I oh know yeah. you've got some i've so. got a bunch of their spinners and my older brother that was his favorite spinner yeah. of all time yeah. i mean i sounds a little morbid i put one in his casket when we buried him yeah. because that I mean, was his favorite spinner right. of all time was they're dang good spinners heck yeah and they're dang always good seen the thing on facebook like where they say like oh if you send so many tails don't get me wrong it's not something you're going to make get rich off of i mean well no but, but if you're something, something you're going to throw do. away yeah. anyways even like this is kind of like a advertisement for them. Why not? If you're going to squirrel hunt, go ahead and do it too. Yeah, heck yeah. I think yeah. it's like sixteen cents a tail or something, or they send you double the the price in lures. Nice. Like if you get X amount of tails, they're going to send you double the value in spinners. That's awesome. So they work great that. for trout fishing. Dang good. They for work trout great fishing. for trout fishing. I mean, you seen me whoop Shane the first day whenever we done our youth turkey season. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I beat you that day. This is funny. <clears throat> you beat me here, though. Different story. We'll get into that another time. Yeah. I've beat you every time. No, you didn't. Except Not for that, that day. one time. That, see, that one time. That you one beat time. me by one fish. I don't care. I still beat you. And that was because I was hey. videoing. Yeah. I was big as... I was busy <laughs> yeah, trying to keep you... right. I was busy trying to keep you in the water. Yeah, right. I bet. Anyways. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> well, that, and oh, I've been waiting for this... I have been so ready for turkey season. <laughs> Shit, here we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not here yet. I have been dying for it. I mean, this is we're not going into turkey hunting stuff right now, but I'm just saying, it never left me. Yeah. That's all I've thought about. I mean, I've dreamed about it. I mean, after you... I blistered my mouth a couple of weeks ago, sitting there running turkey call, and I laced you some she could have shot me. <laughs> she threatened to, anyways. So, that got Osceola hunt, I think, coming. Nice. I talked to a guy yesterday, and well, even Joe knows knows this fella, and yeah. he's uh like a land, like he's a resident of Florida, mm-hmm. and got a place down there. Said ton of turkeys there. He don't he hunts tur- Osceola some, but he goes and does other hunting. But he comes up here and turkey hunts some with somebody he knows here. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, come come down there. There's Osceola's there. It opens up March the fifth. 
Heck yeah. So I think we'll see if I can get a couple guys rounded up to go down there. Heck yeah. So I ain't never killed a turkey, but here I am going to try to go kill Osceola. Shoot, yeah. I don't blame you. I'm, I go I'm, with you. I'm excited. Heck so yeah. that's going on. But the big thing I want to talk about, and we'll definitely get into this more, uh, they just announced it. The 2022 North Carolina Strut Masters competition yep. has been announced. Or the regis- Yeah, it's been announced. Registration opens up January the 1st. Yep, after the first of the year. Uh, the competition is April the 9th. Yep, opening day. Uh, R.A. Woods Farms in Snow Hill, North Carolina. Same yep. place as last year. Awesome and event. Heck yeah, dude. You I had more it. fun down there. I mean, whether or not you kill a turkey, right. the event itself is worth going yeah, to. Yeah, the event in and of itself is awesome. You know, it may not be as big this year as it was last year, since last year was the inaugural i'd say it'll be bigger annual. i'd say it'll be bigger i wouldn't doubt it because this was it was big it was huge year. and, and they got guys, a lot of good feedback yeah heck yeah and they've got a lot of big names coming in there to hunt with them and stuff all yeah. the bone collector guys were down there drop zone guys were down there Hunters tv were down there spring thunder cole pepper and all his had boys good, were down there well the, had buck commander guys there yeah i mean it's it's a ball yeah I mean, and we are going to be personally involved with it this year yep um they will be on our podcast i talked to one of the guys yep. that runs it while i was in georgia yep um we're going to do a podcast with them probably probably after the first of the year probably after the first of the year I'd yeah say. probably in the near future yeah heck yeah we're going to get on with those guys and get them um that way they can fill you in on everything that's going yep. on so we won't get into it too much right yeah. now yeah there's not we'll much we're going to say nothing right now there's plenty to be announced but it's coming Heck yeah, it and is. I cannot and wait. And they're going to spell our name right this year. They are. That is right. <laughs> that is right. Uh, I've got a full turkey tour coming up. Heck on, yeah. Um, I've got it. Now, this is according if money works or not. Yeah. But as of right now, I've got a full turkey tour. Shoot you. Like, ready to roll. Just a hand, just a s- couple select places. Yeah. Like, go wherever they open early. And then, yeah. But once it opens up here and in Tennessee, it's going to be stay here basically unless well and my boys up somehow. in illinois are wanting us to come up there oh and yeah hunt. oh yeah i forgot about that they're wanting us to come up there and hunt so and their season opens up a little later too i think i think so so that'll think be it is. that would good. be nice so it, it'd be good like so work starting the south and work our way up heck yeah but we'll get into that whenever we talk turkey because that's coming up and soon, then we will have real soon the annual Lenore County Shrine Club is going to have their charity pheasant hunt. Oh, yeah, that's right. First weekend in February. Yep. Anybody that's down around Lenore County, North Carolina, uh, down near Kinston, if you're interested into that, in getting involved with that, contact the Lenore County Shrine Club. They will be more than happy if they're not already sold out of tickets to sell you tickets. Yep. We will be there in force. We're going down with 17, 18 guys, something like that this yep. year going to be videoing that again because gosh that's more fun than chunking rocks at a sign yeah i, I mean it's a ball it's, it's a ball it's awesome it's it's a, it's a good thing and it's it's for a good cause it's for a great cause the best every part, bit so. of the money goes to benefit the shriners hospital for burning crippled children so it's a great it's a great event to go and right. put your support behind guys yep so we get got, a chance to go so we got a lot going on yeah even though it sounds like season's winding up and coming down it's always there's always something, something to, do. to do constantly. Yep. But it shed is Shed season a slow will be coming time, right after that. What? Shed hunting. Shed I'll be season. so excited oh, about that. Oh, yeah. And if it don't get after, as long as a bull don't get after us, <laughs> I'll be fine. Like, I'm, I'm down. Uh, I'm game. Little but, old bull just start showing a little bit of interest, and you freak out and run away on me. Look. That one bull was freaking huge. <laughs> that wasn't a little bull. 
That was a little truck. When so a Mac, <laughs> yeah, when a Mack truck comes at you, you're going to move. You're going to get out of there. But anyways, uh, there's a lot of stuff coming, and, and it's slowing down enough to where, like I say, episodes are coming. out. There's no exact time frame, but... Hopefully every week. As, as, time, as time would allow... I'm going to I'm going to push so. for every week, guys. That's what I want. I've That's hundred percent what I want. I've been pushing for every week since July. Hey, it's hard to be a hunter and blue collar working all the time and edit at the same time. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's whoa, mostly whoa, hunting. Whoa, whoa, yeah. I was going to say, where's this whole working thing happening? I haven't There's very seen little that work. Yet. Hey, the page, the wallet shows it. It's thin. It's it's on a weight loss program, <laughs> and. Uh, it, what you got that shows. sugar mama for, Lacey? That's right. That's why she works full time so her boy can. That's like that one fella said it. <laughs> that's like that one fella said that was in here. He said it's a damn sorry woman that can't keep up a man and a couple of youngies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. No, really, it wasn't for her. I wouldn't be able to. Oh, I know. Not like that. I'd know. be screwed. Yep. But work's picking back up, unfortunately, too. So. Not unfortunately, I mean... Well, work's picking up, hunting's slowing down, so you can actually focus on your editing and and do that stuff. Yeah, you only work till about dark-ish. Yeah, and it gets dark early in the wintertime, so... Right. Well, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Once again, from everybody at Appalachian Holler Hunters, we hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Uh, Thank you for your support. Have a great Christmas, great New Year. Um, It's been an awesome season. Um, awesome season awesome we'll, year I'm, I'm sure we'll have a like a season review first yeah of we're the gonna year do a we're gonna do a year in review podcast first of the year try to get some of the guys on um as always we want to say thank you to all our sponsors carhartt big and j bone collector onyx hunt tact cam reveal game cameras uh mountaineer outfitters elk river supply real tree real tree nap broadheads, NAP broadheads. keep Scent on rolling. crusher yeah, absolutely. Dude, they saved my butt in Canada. I guarantee you. I, I toted that scent crusher bag up there, and I was not hurt. My feelings were not hurt about it. I guarantee I, it. It saved my butt up there. I guarantee it. Federal but, ammunition. Yep, federal ammunition. Who are we missing? I think That's we got most of them. They got everybody. Technically, Garmin. Garmin. Garmin yeah, Garmin, I mean, but, everybody that helps us do this. Yeah, every, every company or anybody that helps put effort or put any kind of effort into this show we appreciate yeah we really appreciate everything you do we're going to keep rolling with it i mean whether or not it takes off which it's it's done really well so done more than i ever thought it would yeah we're going to keep rolling with it because we're having a damn good time doing it if nothing else we're having fun yeah i don't see it in no time no heck no we're too stubborn to quit (laughs) no if it just comes down to one of us i think it's still going to keep rolling somewhere absolutely absolutely so Guys, thank you for everything. Thank you for listening. Uh, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching this, if you don't care, get on there, write us a comment, write us a review, leave us a rating, like, subscribe, click every button you can, share it, do everything you can to put the word out, spread the message. Right. And that being said, I wanted to do this. We're going to do a, a little competition. This is for the true listeners. I want to listen to the very end. We're going to do a little giveaway. There's no specifics yet. But if you're a real listener and you're listening to this the whole way through, send us an email to Appalachian Holler Hunter or at A Holler Hunters at gmail.com. A H O L L E R H U N T E R S. Or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. We read those too. Yep. Just say, hey, we listen to your podcast. You know, give us a rate and give us a review. Yep. And one, out of the first five that do this, we'll win a prize. 
Yeah, we'll throw in some Mountaineer Outfitters hats or something like that. We will do something for that. We want. I was. In, I thought about this before. I wanna. I wanna see. I see. I see results on our on all our analytics and stuff. But I want to see who some, listens uh, to the end. I want to see who listens to the end of this. So if you listen to the end of this, there is a reward. First five. First I, five. You know what? The first five altogether. There's no in between. Yep. The first five people to send us a review. Send us an we'll, email. Do something. Yeah. You will get a prize. It'll be a worth it prize. It won't be a. He won't be like one of them things you used to get in the school prize box on Fridays or something. You got a dollar pencil. Yeah, or, uh, it won't be Christian's tips and tricks to deer hunting. We're going to do something that's right. Worth exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so, little something for everybody. Shoot across the hood of the truck. Tip number one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not the hood, the bed. Don't Shot let the muzzle blast burn the paint. <laughs> that's right. That is right. <laughs> You know we're going to have to do something along those lines one of these days, just uh, for the comedic part of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, guys, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Once again, we hope you and your family have a very safe and blessed Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody. And thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for listening to the podcast. That's all I got. How about you? That should be it. Be all ready. Right, be watching. This. Well, yeah. Hopefully, when this podcast airs, the episode, turkey episode will turkey be up. Turkey episode will be up. And Next is coming as well. We're going to leave that a surprise. There's a yep. couple different things. we got works. a couple other things, and then hunting videos coming soon. So, guys, once again, thank you for listening to the Back 40 Skull well, Session sure podcast. Thank you. In that map dot town, 65 southbound, in the middle of Tennessee. Yeah, I left black marks on every turn too sharp like voodoo can this segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Realtree, the official camo pattern of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Be sure and check out Realtree's newest pattern, Realtree Timber, to stay concealed all season long.